This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. Now, however you're listening to us today, you just know that we've prayed for you. We've prayed that the Holy Spirit would guide the questions that Martha and I ask and the answers that are given. But we want to hear from you guys. Martha, why don't you tell people how they can contact us from all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville and the First Coast, and all over Hampton Roads, Virginia? Well, and actually around the oh, world, the because the I mean, we are, you know, the internet makes it so that, you know, it's not ex- exclusive. So um, after you've listened to the radio show, one of the ways that you can get a hold of us is just go to our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. We have a contact page. If there is anything that you want to share with us, whether it's a story, something that God's doing in your life, or maybe um, you had a question, you didn't hear everything that what somebody shared on the show or um, you just want to take it a little further or whatever it might be just reach out to us use our contact page and send us a message and we'd be happy to um, reply to that I think it's kind of funny Jim because people will often say I can't believe I got an email right back from you but that's the kind of people we are we're just just, normal people we just want to be able to answer questions and help people in any way that we can so that's what we're there for just like Winston Churchill we put our pants on one leg at a time like everybody else Wasn't he that said that? I don't know. I have no idea, but I just credited it to him. All right, here we go. (laughs) You can also call our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. All right, how do you transform a city? How do you transform a country? The answer, the answer so easy for me to say today, is the same. You do it one person, one life at a time. Seems like an impossible task. Yes, yes. With humans, yes. With God, no. In fact, we have proof. The early church transformed the entire Roman Empire in 300 years. Our globe was transformed and influenced by Christianity in 1,500 years. Now, there's not a corner of the globe where you can go without hearing or getting access to the good news of Christ (laughs) because of the internet. That's not because they want it there. The freedom we have in Jesus is miraculous. Our coworkers, our neighbors, our friends, they need to hear this, but they need to see it as well. They especially need to see it. So what does this look like in action? Today in our work room, we have Tom McLeod from Transformation Jacksonville. He's here with us to talk about city transformation, and he's got a guest with him today to talk about life transformation and a really interesting job. Tom McLeod, welcome back to i work room we've had you on before right no this is the first no time. it's not the first time haven't we yes we had you on one other time didn't we i don't think so okay all right well you'd know <laughs> you'd I, I meant to so how about that i meant to oh you but you avoided me that's what it was we, you said oh i don't need to be i'm just going to get these people on for me that's what it was I think that's, that's right. pretty much how it went transformationjacks.org isn't that's what the website is transformationjacks.org or just T-Jax. Or is yeah, it T-Jax? T-Jax.org, it'll translate to Transformation Jackson. Yeah, that's uh, the easy way. You don't even have to yeah. spell out the word. This is, you know, the times that we're T-Jax. in. You don't want to say the O-R-G. whole word. Yeah, it's so much effort to say the whole words. word. All right, so Tom McLeod, <laughs> uh, since this is the first time you've ever been on I Work For Him, and, and I can't believe I let you avoid me this long already. Bob and Weave. Uh, Bob and Weave, that's right. <laughs> how, how did you become a Jesus follower? I'm not sure we have time for that story. Oh, uh, we do. We have time. Dallas County jail cell. Convicted felon, 18 years old. I looked around the circumstances, 32-man tank. Uh, well, I woke up one morning and I thought, so this is what my best thinking gets me? Hmm. This is what my future holds for me? 
and uh, I, uh, by myself with 32 men around me, said, Lord, if you can save me, save me. Next day I woke up, same reality, said the same thing, third day. I said the same thing, but with this added caveat, I said, uh, I'm going to stop asking. If you can save me, you'll do it. And so that was the beginning of the transformation. Hmm. 18 years old. Yeah. Wow. That's quite a, it's been, I imagine it's been quite a journey since then. Yes. And uh, there's been more forward than backwards, but both are included. <laughs> well, I believe that is yeah. in any Jesus follower's life. There's more forward than backward, but there's always backward involved. Yes. That adversity tends to shape us from who he can use to who he can use more, to, to, so that he can use us more effectively. He uses that adversity. If we let him, yeah. That's right. Okay, so let's talk about Transformation Jacksonville. What is that all about? Uh, it's At its essence, it's a prayer movement. Okay. Uh, it started in 2009. It's built on the shoulders of other prayer movements, and uh, it's daily prayer, weekly prayer, monthly prayer, annual prayer. It's, we, it's not event orientation, but it's just an understanding that uh, the Lord wants us in relationship with Him uh, praying and finding out what he wants, what he's already doing, and then participating with him in that. It's rather Blackaby-ish, but, you know, first and but second. That's all, mm-hmm. But that's okay, though. <clears throat> uh, Blackaby had a lot of good ideas. He does, yeah. So, but it's, but it's also really a connecting ministry, though, too, isn't it? I mean, you're, I mean it's prayer, and then con- connections, networking through, I mean, you do a lot of connecting, don't you? That's probably what we do most, more than, you know, other than prayer, is uh, we convene different parts of the body of Christ to find out what the Lord wants for us to do together. And so in the John 17 spirit, um, when Jesus prayed on behalf of all of us here in this room now and elsewhere, that when we're one like he and the Father are one, then the world will know that both the Father loves them and that he sent Jesus Christ. So there is an intentionality that's required in order to become one. And uh, and it's hard that is a hard reality. Yeah, it is. It's a difficult because as Christians, they don't we don't tend to do a lot of things that are just really nice together. <laughs> we tend to fight each other. We're very segmented, forty five thousand different denominations. So the cool part about Transformation Jacksonville that I love is that you, you so many people know who you are and they know what you're trying to do and they they know it's not about you. I mean, you make it very clear it's not about you. Yet you've got some a real a couple. You got a really cool event coming up in April. Let's talk about that really quick. Yeah, we're blessed to be able to host the 15th annual Greater Jacksonville Prayer Breakfast. And again, it'll be at the Hyatt Regency on the river. And uh, historically, we've always sought nationally recognized talent from somewhere in the country and brought them in to inspire and encourage and challenge. But this year, uh, we really felt like it's time to bring it home. And we have some significant pastoral leadership that is coming, and you'll see on stage that coming together those that you would not typically think that would come together in unity are going to be on the platform talking about it is time for the whole church to take the whole gospel to the whole city Hmm. together and and that's really what i work for him is all about when we talk about the fact that recognizing that our workplace is our mission field and that you and me we may be the only jesus our co-workers our employees may ever meet and it's the church is more unified on Monday than it is on Sunday because the church, we intersperse with each other all week long in the workplace. 
But to actually do it with intentionality, that's what we need. To, I mean, that's where we need to be working. All right, you brought a guest along. We're going to be highlighting Transformation Jacksonville all all show long. But we also, Tom has a good friend. He wanted uh, you guys, our audience, to hear today. Why don't you introduce our guest? Well, this is a man that I immediately grew to respect when I met him at uh, LifeWork Leadership, uh, Chris Miller, uh, retired colonel. And uh, I, I just... Uh, appreciate his humble approach to life and his service. Chris Miller, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about your story. How, how did you become a Jesus follower? Actually, at age 10, uh, I grew up in western Pennsylvania in a small uh, town, and we went to a Methodist church. It was just a one-room Methodist church, and during that period, there were revivals that would come through town and and as I said, when I was 10 years old, there was one at our church for a week. And the last evening they were there, um, the pastor uh, gave an invitation for, for those who weren't Christ followers to um, put their faith and trust in him. And I can't explain it any other way other than God was knocking on my heart. And I, I felt I had no choice other than to come <laughs> forward and to... To yield to him and uh, so that started my my walk with him and my relationship with him given our faith is about a relationship he made us for a relationship with him and with each other and as, as Tom talked about earlier had ups and downs uh, like most of us in our in our walk in our journey um, but but thankfully um, he's he's so faithful and he's le- never let me down and he's good at his promises even when I'm not and uh, his grace and mercy are more than sufficient, and mm-hmm. he's always there. Talking with Tom McLeod, he's the executive director of Superman of the Transformation Jacksonville. You can find it online, tjax.org. No, is it tjax.org yep, or tjax.com? It. it is tjax.org. Yeah, Tom, you've got this. You've got the prayer breakfast on the 25th of April. Downtown Jacksonville at the Hyatt Regency, you've got a whole bunch of pastor church leaders are going to be coming together on the same stage. That's phenomenal. I mean, who's invited to that prayer breakfast? Who can come? Um, it's open. It it's is. a free prayer breakfast. Of course, you know, it's always been through sponsorships, businesses and churches mm-hmm. and and uh, Christian leaders that, that will sponsor the tables because they want to see the room filled up. Right. How many? How much room is there in that room? Uh, we're expecting over a thousand. And so, wow. people, are you still looking for sponsors? Or are they all the tables? Oh, absolutely, care? looking for sponsors. Still yeah. looking for sponsors yeah. to buy tables. And the whole idea is to bring is for one Christian person to bring nine other people around the table to fill the table up. Right? Isn't that the That's idea? That's how it works. About half the sponsors will bring a table full or some, and then the others are like, "Please help us get open the doors, highways, and byways." So uh, it's about half and half. All right, very cool. So people can go online to tjax.org forward slash breakfast and find out more. And towards the end of this segment, I really want to talk about your Love Boldly Week. That sounds very, very exciting. But let's get to the guest. You brought a guest in here with Chris Miller. Now, how did you get to meet Chris, Tom? It was uh, through LifeWork Leadership. We became friends, and uh, he showed up. How come Chris gave that funny look when you said the word friends? (laughs) (laughs) Friends? Um, We we share uh, sarcastic overtones. Um, but he became interested in some of the things that we were doing as a ministry and as a family and uh, participated in an event that we have um, 
Pastors and Principals Partnership Breakfast, where we're blessed to be able to host all the principals of the of the city. Principal, but school principals. School, public school principals okay. from all of the public schools come wow. to our event, and then we highlight existing faith-based partnerships, and we really bring to focus those schools that don't have a faith-based partner and try to create a relationship. We, we, we set them together with a geographic affinity, and we try to create the conversation that will incubate a new partnership. Well, how often do you do that pastors and principals breakfast? Once a year. So is it like right before school or is it? We just had it three weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you have it. Okay. In the springtime. Mm-hmm. All right. How, I mean, how well attended was that? Uh, well, the, the principals are all strongly encouraged by the superintendent to show up. So they, they show up and then we'll have a, you know, a corresponding number of, of like this year we had, I think 150 principals, 150 pastors. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Is there are there any other cities in the country doing the same kind of thing? Absolutely. God yeah. is moving like this and it's they're all unique. We didn't do this because we found out that it was being done in another city. It just it just was formed in the city. But if somebody wants to find out how to do it in their local city, can they talk to you about how to get it done? Sure. I mean cuz I mean that's really I mean people are going to hear about that across the country and they're going to go that's a phenomenal idea to get all the pastors together and all the principals of the schools. How did you get the school board chairman to, to be on your team? I mean, how did you get him to be able to put all the, you know, <laughs> pressure on the principals to say you have to go? Um, over the past eight or ten years, we've built relationships with various superintendents. We pray with them. And one of the superintendents in Clay County was wanting to host a breakfast like this. And when the discussion became about uh, the results of that, the super, current superintendent at the time, Dr. Dr. Vidi, uh, said, I want that. Hmm. And so I took it and ran with it. That's fantastic. I love that because that's the kind of community transformation kind of stuff that, that makes a huge difference when the schools know that they are loved and appreciated and supported because schools run on such shoestring budgets uh, anymore. I mean, it, it's tight. So I just want to encourage our listeners as they're hearing this, because, I mean, this is something that's new to me to hear that that's even, you know, a possibility. And so I hope that it's spurring some creativity and maybe the Lord's stirring in somebody that hears it and says, maybe they're not here in Jacksonville. Maybe they are and they can go, oh, wow, I can pray for, um, you know, this breakfast this time together that's happening um but if they're in another city and they think wow maybe i could do this or help to spawn this in my community um i just hope that it that people will move forward with it because what a what a great opportunity and we think that we're so divided you know and yet there's so many great opportunities and ways to come together so um i just want to remind our listeners to go to tjax.org and look at their um events because they have this prayer breakfast coming up if you are here in the jacksonville area this is a great event um to see how the well this little tagline helping the whole church take the whole gospel to the whole city that says it all that's fantastic okay back to you chris miller you've got a pretty interesting job that a lot of jesus followers don't even know if that's okay to do so let's let's talk about this job what what is your First of all, how did the Lord know? What's your job? My job title is district director. I pretty much run the day-to-day operations for the congressman here in Northeast Florida. Okay. So you, so he represents, uh, I mean, how much of Florida does he represent? So like from just the Jacksonville area all the way to St. Augustine, how far? 
It, it includes all of Nassau County, which okay. is the county to our north, and most of Duval County and northern St. John's County. Okay. So how did the Lord move you into that political realm? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, as Tom alluded to earlier, I, I served quite a while in the military. And actually, How many years? Actually, 30 years, and my wife always adds in, and 18 days. She wants to make sure there's a full accounting well, of that service. <laughs> you deserve credit for that so you yes. can get the proper retirement. 30 years of which branch? In the Army. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, it was a privilege to serve and just loved every minute of it. And, and I think that's what led me into what I'm doing now. Um, God has wired me in such a way, and, and serving all those 30 years mm -hmm. just reinforced it that that's what I should be doing. I should be serving. The question is, how does God want me to serve? Where does he want me to serve and how does he want me to serve? And, and so when I transitioned from the army, about two years, all I did was help nonprofits and small businesses just volunteered and wherever I could and plugged in with Tom and Transformation Jacksonville, uh, helping them. And, and I was just trying to to continue to serve. My wife and I decided Jacksonville is going to be our home. So I wanted to plug in and serve in whatever way I could. But all the positions I applied for where I thought it would be the best place for me to serve Jacksonville, um, those doors kept getting closed and I started getting frustrated. But then I met um, the person who would soon be my boss uh, <laughs> at at a uh, life work leadership session he's one of the guest speakers there so he ah. comes in and speaks to the group and they talk about critical decisions that you have to make as a leader in jacksonville and they talk about dilemmas and he was one of those ones who came in and, and told his story and um and i heard him speak i said i don't know what this guy is doing but i'd like to meet him and just sit down and talk with him so we did we we met for coffee and I realized right away, uh, not only is he a Christ follower, um, he's a person of integrity and character. And to me, I hadn't seen a whole lot of that since I left the military. And I, I don't mean that as a negative about um, the, the new world I found myself in. Mm -hmm. But in the military, you could always count on people when they told you they would do something. And, and you knew what you were going to get. And um, and. I didn't always find that after I transitioned, but when I met him, what you see is what you get. When he tells you something, he's consistent, and you never have to worry uh, about you know what's going to happen. And I said, I would like to help him. I don't know in what way, but I would like to help him. So he told me he was getting ready to start a campaign um, because his predecessor had decided to retire, and he was struggling with how he was going to serve next um, after he was term limited in his previous position as sheriff. And so we were going through a similar process together of finding out what next, God, what do you want for us? And uh, so God brought us together. I started knocking on doors for him initially. And then after he won the election, then he asked me to come on staff. And, and that led me to my current position as his district director. Wow, that's great. And, you know, that it wasn't just 
um, that there's so much that went into that in your heart and just knowing that this was a good place where God wanted you to land for this season of life. So do you see any dichotomy between pursuing your Christian faith and working in politics? I could see how most people would think mm-hmm. they're entirely different or those those two are opposed. Um, but in actuality, um, as I said earlier, it's really where does God want me to be? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what service or what profession, if God is in it and that's his will for our lives, um, it doesn't matter you know, what it is. And so as far as politics go, um, we're called to be salt and light. And I would think a lot of your listeners would agree um, there's a need for salt and light in the political realm. Yes. So I am happy to be here where he's placed me. I love that. We're having a great conversation today, all because Tom McLeod put this together. Transformation Jacksonville, that's the organization you need to get involved in helping do helping them accomplish what they're trying to accomplish here in Jacksonville, Greater Jacksonville, helping the whole church take the whole gospel to the whole city. tjax.org, tjax.org. Tom McLeod brought in a guest with him today, Chris Miller, who serves a local U.S. congressman, Martha. So, Chris, you were saying right before the break, um, you made a, a great comment that a lot of us, you know, we, you can see why people would think that there would be this struggle between, um, you know, your faith and working in politics. But yet you see that it's pretty seamless because you know that you're where God wants you to be and it's his will for you to be in that space. Um, you really kind of encouraged our listeners, too, because no matter where they are, um, the it's being salt and light. Talk about that a little bit more because I think for a lot of people, we 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 believe things because we make a lot of assumptions that the way we hear it in the news or the way that other people talk about it means that we can't um, be who God created us to be within politics. So talk about that just a little bit more because I know we had to go to break, but um, how are you able to every day hold on to your faith in what you're doing? I, I think, um, as I talked about my boss, and, and we, we share a lot in, in common, um, not only our faith, but our, our love for God's truth and his Bible. Um, there are a lot of other things where we, where we match up and, and that desire to serve, uh, as I talked about earlier. And as far as our faith goes and living it out, you know, he, he and I are... Um, I think put together in a similar way in, in his mm-hmm. in what he did before um, he was always called upon to run toward the problem whatever it is or to run toward the danger when I was in the military he was a police officer yes okay um, and and when I was in the military it was the same, same way thing, right you don't run away from the problem you run toward it so you can help take care of mm. whatever the concern is and and we both see this uh, what we're doing, serving him as a congressman and me as his dic- district director, um, as a way to um, answer God's call. Um, we both believe we've had two calls, two callings, if you will, in our lives. Um, he al- he often says in public that uh, a lot of people struggle with what that first calling is, but um, I, I agree with them, but it, we've been both been blessed to have two callings, not just professions, not just jobs. And I, I would encourage anyone um, 
to seek God's calling for your mm-hmm. life. And, and, and when you know it, the Holy Spirit will give you that peace that you're exactly where God wants you to be. If you're not or you're trying to move ahead of him or move without him, he will not give you a peace. And in my case, I was so unsettled until I was following him and his plan and he was directing my steps. And once that happened, um, then you're exactly where it's best to be. But when you were in that desert or you were in that wandering time mm-hmm. where you weren't sure, how did you and your bride, how are you praying? I mean, because that's just one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm unsettled. You're a guy. So guys, we, we find our purpose in our work. That's just the way God wired us. So you retired after 30 years of, not 30 years, 18 days, not, <laughs> of, not of just easy service. You made it all the way to the rank of, of colonel. So that you had some you had a lot of tough years i imagine you saw a lot of tours you had a lot of in 30 years there was all different kinds of wars that we were fighting all over the globe how how did you cope on a daily basis when you had those days where you're going lord what are you up to here because there had to been some deep i don't want to call it depression but it, it probably was discouragement and depression and and despondency and like ah, what's going on wow that's something jim um and and i think when my wife hears this She'll say, Jim must have been watching you during those two <laughs> plus years that, where you struggled. And I, I'd like to say I made a wonderful, easy, clean transition, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was just as you described. And, um, you know, I think some people would say, well, what do, you, what do you have to be depressed about? Well, I knew what my purpose was for 30 years mm-hmm. and 18 days. I knew what that purpose was. But here I am now out of the military, n- no longer wearing the uniform, got to find a different uniform. Um, what do I do now? I got depressed. I, I tried to um, say I wasn't, and my wife was loving enough to, to let me go along with that. Um, but I actually had some, some medical problems. I, I had a heart problem mm. um, that came out of me internalizing mm. that frustration and that stress. And she had to you know, put her foot down and make me go to the hospital one night when my heart was beating um, for six hours, you know, way above where it should have been beating. And I could see my shirt bouncing on my chest. Mm. I'd internalized all of that. So I didn't handle that that transition well. I should have been praying. I should have been yielding to God and waiting on his timing. Um, But I wasn't. And and, uh, so I had some problems. But but after I got through that, um, you know, God was always right there. It was me trying to kind of push my way through it and fight my way through it, and I wasn't doing a good job of it. Um, but once I got through that and uh, God showed me and introduced me to uh, my future boss, um, that peace came. That peace came uh, that passes all of an understanding, as, as Scripture said, and, and I knew I was, I was right where I needed to be. And God used that adversity to take it from who you were to who he could use more effectively. He used that time. Tom, you wanted to say something. There was that moment. He had friends standing beside him, and he wasn't – he shared what was going on. So as an outsider watching what my friend was going through, it wasn't all panic and no peace. He was able to – preach himself happy he was able to during that two-year period of seeking to c- confirm that the lord had been faithful all this time so we got to watch that there may have been moments of 
of disconcertedness, but uh, most of all, it was a faith walk. Yeah, and I think that's a great point, Jim, because initially I wasn't doing that. I wasn't going to to my brothers in, in Christ and sisters in Christ and and being able to um, receive that encouragement mm-hmm. and guidance and, and wisdom and counsel that comes along with those, those relationships. So uh, that was certainly uh, one thing that God used uh, to help bring me out of that period. I want to ask you the question, can the political realm use more Jesus followers? I want to take a break just to remind our listeners to who we're talking to today. We've got Tom McLeod in here. He's sponsoring the show today from Transformation Jacksonville. Check it out online, tjax.org. You need to get involved in the prayer breakfast coming up on April 25th right here in downtown Jacksonville at the Hyatt Regency. As Tom said, it's a free breakfast, but he can still use some sponsors. But the whole idea is for you... The person out there in your workplace, no matter what your workplace is, to grab some of your workplace friends and bring them in for a 7 o'clock in the morning breakfast, which means you'll have to get up really early. Bring your friends who need to hear about Jesus and introduce them to Jesus in a crowd full of people they can network with. And it'll just say, hey, i got a great breakfast for you to come to. Yeah, there's going to be some prayer. You're going to meet some really great people, but you're going to hear some things you need to hear. That's how those prayer breakfasts work, especially when they're citywide. Check it out online, tjax.org forward slash breakfast. Tom McLeod, you've also got this thing coming up in August. I know that's a really long time from now because it's just the middle of March, but this Love Boldly Week thing? Talk to me about that really quick. This is something that needs to happen in every city across the country. Uh, Thank you, Jim. Um, Out of those relationships that I had talked about earlier. The pastors and principals breakfast. breakfast And and, uh, I think when we started helping the school district form these faith-based partnerships about eight or nine years ago, we took an inventory of about 40 indigenous partnerships. Uh, and over the years, um, working together with the district and with the faith-based community, we've we've helped grow that to over 300 faith-based partnerships. So the idea of Love Boldly Week is some of those partners uh, have a week of service before school starts, in addition to what they do in those partnerships. And now, and those local churches invited Transformation Jacksonville to extend that citywide. So over the next six-plus months, we're going to be working with those existing faith-based partners, inviting them to, in addition to what they already do in their partnership, uh, we're going to tease out and solicit the principles for those needs. And then the family of God will show up on every campus across the city. Every neighborhood that has a school will be impacted. And the faith community will show up and show out for that week before school starts, blessing the schools, taking uh, those expressed needs and meeting them in a way that Jesus calls us to do. What kind of needs? You said there's 168 schools, over 300 churches participating. What kind of needs are you guys going to meet for those schools? Uh, The important thing is to listen to what the principal expresses. So what kind of things do the principal say? Often it is working on the grounds. Uh, A lot of times there's moves. uh, There's a about a 10% reassignment. Some of those are late in the game. Teacher moves kind of things? Teacher moves, principal moves, coming alongside and helping facilitate that. Anything and everything that we can do to help facilitate an easy transition to the new school year. Um, And in those relationships that have already been doing this, um, what started off as a, well, we'll accommodate their need to serve us into a growing um, understanding of now, we depend on that. 
And so it is bu- it's basically trust-building relationship. It's the faith community reestablishing the trust that in many, in many scenarios we've lost that trust. Just people listening to the show today, they're going to be like, hey, I want to try to organize stuff like that in my city. Are you willing to like tell them your secrets and how you're getting this done? It's no secret. This is this is the reason this so is working. Willing. is because it's not our idea. It's not our idea. Okay. This is God breathed in our city, and when we thought we were all that in a bag of chips, we found out God's breathing this all across the nation. It's happening in Portland, Oregon, Houston, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, Boston, New York. Uh, almost every large city has some similar kind of expression going on, where the family, com- the faith communities are reinvited back into the schools to express that um, love of Jesus in ways that are acceptable in those in those contexts. Mm-hmm. Um, but also lead to relationships that uh, lead to gospel stories. Hmm. Check it out online, tjax.org forward slash love boldly. Love boldly week, the whole week of August 5th, the week before school starts. Tom, you got that prayer breakfast coming up here on the 25th of April. Yeah, and I wanted to mention earlier, Jim, you, you had... I don't know. You had suggested that, of course, it's a prayer breakfast, so we're going to pray, but there's these things. And uh, I wanted to point out that... Uh, since we've been blessed to be able to take over the, the Greater Jacksonville Prayer Breakfast, one of the leading comments from those that have participated is, wow, it is actually a prayer breakfast because we lead with prayer, there's prayer at every table, and we close with prayer. And uh, that is the point of coming together. It is the family of God coming together for some important reasons, mm-hmm. but it's all bathed in prayer. I love that. And thank you for the correction. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's excellent. So, Chris, we're finally going to get this answer out of you because we've posed it a couple different times. Just, And I think we know the answer. But um, what do you think as far as can the political realm use more Christ followers? See, I could have answered this before the break. <laughs> a one-word answer, <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> but... Um, you work for a politician. It, I figured there'd be some qualification behind that answer. <laughs> well, and it's not a political answer. It's no. definitely a faith answer. But... Um, there is no better example, and your, your listening audience will, uh, I'm sure, applaud this, uh, but there's no better example uh, on how we should live, serve, and lead than, than Jesus Christ. And uh, Life Work Leadership, Transformation Jacksonville, others model uh, their leadership after Jesus' example and, and his characteristics. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, um, what better leader what better politician to have to actually care and and lead and serve than someone who is following Christ's example? Oh, very good. Very well said. All right. As, as you've got an open platform here. Speak to the audience. What, what's one thing you want our audience to hear from you about the realm that you work in e- each and every day serving a U.S. congressman? Well, um, one thing is that we're really here to serve. We really are. And I'm surprised as I go around, people don't understand what we do in our district office. And and we have two full-time people in our office. All they do is help our constituents, help uh, people who live in the district with federal agency concerns. And it doesn't matter what it is. Any federal agency concern they're struggling with with the Veterans Affairs or Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, whatever it is, if things aren't working the way they should, then we step in and help check on the status and try to influence things getting resolved. So I love it because it is all about serving and and helping um, in our office. Um, So 
that's that's one wonderful thing we get to do um, every day. But you said you also could use a little more of prayer. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I think that's a great theme for mm-hmm. last segment and this segment um, is the power of prayer. There is nothing more powerful than, than prayer. And when the congressman hears from people or when I hear from people, they say they're praying for you, they're praying for him, and you know it, and you know they're doing it, and, and there is nothing more um, humbling but also um, wonderful to hear that people are praying for you. And, and that would be the best thing that they could do is to pray for our elected officials. God's Word calls us to do that. He raises up. And he calls us to pray for our leaders, uh, regardless of their faith. And he works in and through them, regardless of their faith. So uh, we, the congressman and I and, and others certainly uh, covet, his, covet your, your uh, listening audience's prayers and would ask them to, to do that. And also step up. If God leads, join these Christ followers. I could name a number of them right now who are bearing fruit and living for him and glorifying God and loving God and loving others um, through their office as an elected official. Uh, A number of them at the city, state, and national level. Just know, take heart, there are those people in there that are being salt and light. They're meeting for Bible studies on the hill. They're serving as you would expect. Now, um, more would be better. However, there are those to build on, and if, if someone feels led in your audience to join them, please do. It, it isn't something that you should stay away from. If, if God is leaning you into the political realm, uh, please do that and join your brothers and sisters who are serving him faithfully. You know, you said um, getting involved, and one of the things that I know um, for myself as I see a lot of people only get involved in politics when they have a problem, when they are not happy with how something is going. So, of course, I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of person. So what are things that people can do to get more involved in a positive way and to really help and be a good influence? And again, I just want to remind our listeners who might have just tuned in. We're talking to District Director Chris Miller right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I, I think to be an encouragement Mm -hmm. to their elected officials, Um, but also most elected officials learn by hearing from the people. Okay. Um, They can't know everything about their whole district, about their whole area and what the concerns are and, and, you know, what recommendations may be uh, there. And that's where we get some of our best recommendations for legislation for the congressman um, or for us to get involved in or to find the right agency if we're not the right one um, to help people out. So speak that truth in love. Uh, Pray first, speak the truth in love, and get involved and and make your voice heard. And, And our congressman, he meets with anyone who would like to meet with him in his office here or up in D.C. or in you know, wherever they'd like to meet, um, but it's to learn and to best represent them. 
I know that I am guilty of probably only having political things on my prayer list during election time. And so um, I, what I'm hearing you say is we need to make that a regular part of our everyday because we're really trusting the leadership of our country, um, you know, but yet are we submitting that to the Lord? Tom, what do you have to add to that? One of the reasons why Transformation Jacksonville has been hosting prayer in the city council chambers every Friday at noon for, mm. I think, four and a half years now. Mm-hmm. It's uh, We have an audience of one, and over the last few years, you know, we've had several hundred people through there. It's not a big group, but uh, just the space alone represents this government that is representing the, all the citizens of the city, and it's a government that's to the best of our ability, modeled and fashioned over what we believe God wants for our city. Mm-hmm. So why not use the space and pray for our leaders? And so we've been encouraging that, you know, for, for years to do that weekly. Mm, that's great. So Tom McLeod, you wanted Chris Miller on here. We got about three minutes left before the end of the show. Did, did he, did, did you had something you wanted to make sure that our audience heard from Chris? Did we hear it? Or is there still a question you need to ask him to make sure he shares something? Mm-hmm. As his friend, and I have a lot of we don't realize this guy has like equivalency of three doctorates in strategic planning provided by the U.S. Army, and so his ability to see things from a, a high altitude level are just amazing. He's he's being used by God in his position there, serving our city. But uh, I've learned a lot just listening to him because I always think that if you're reaching out through the congressman to try to accomplish something, you're trying to take an insider track. But this is an open invitation. That's why they're there to serve. And I think we should take advantage of that with with the proviso in love. Truth oh, and love. Good and so that makes a huge difference in how we communicate. And we need to take that, you know, and respectfully communicate that way. Well, a lot of people wait till they're really frustrated before they contact a congressman or a senator. And th- what you're saying is just contact him now, but do it in love before your frustration factor gets you to the anger level. Absolutely. Because it doesn't, pr- anger is never productive. It just isn't. Talk to me about the prayer breakfast. Who should be calling you right now to get a table set up? Who should be reaching out to you at tjax.org to get a table sponsored? I mean, who should be, who's, who's some of those people? Well, on the one hand, those that should contact us are those that want to see an event like this happen. That want right. a thousand people in the room being encouraged, inspired to live out the gospel, and not only in the workplace, but in every neighborhood, where you work, where you play, where you learn, and where you live. So anybody that wants a business or individual or church or faith community wants to sponsor a table so that we can fill the room and hear what our local leadership has to say about the intentionality of working together to glorify God. It's fantastic. People, check it out, tjax.org. It's the 15th annual Greater Jacksonville Prayer Breakfast, April 25th, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. at the Hyatt Regency, downtown Jacksonville, helping the whole church take the whole gospel to the whole city, tjax.org forward slash breakfast. Sounds like an amazing event. Chris Miller, I really appreciate you just representing a U.S. congressman here on the show today and the service that you get to support him as he runs back and forth from Jacksonville up to Washington, D.C. and back and forth and really taking the message of the people here. Um, I, I love your service. I love the fact that you've encouraged our audience to get involved in that. But thank you for sharing your story today. Oh, thank you very much. It's been my privilege. And we love it. If there's more great stories, we all need to be encouraged to hear great stories coming out of Washington. So when there's those great stories, make sure that you contact us. I'll make sure I get you one of our cards. 
Tom McLeod from Transformation Jacksonville. Again, appreciate you hosting us today and for bringing a great guest and sharing some of the cool stuff you guys got going on. We can only bob and weave so long. That's right. <laughs> you can only avoid me so long. <laughs> You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.